Once again, good morning, Westover. We're glad to have you here in service. I want to say hello to the kids and students. Where are y'all at? I think you guys can do a little bit better. Where are y'all at? Welcome. I want you to know, kids and students, that although you're in the auditorium with all the adults, this church is your church, and we are thrilled that you are here And I just want to say, welcome. You're always welcome to come in. And for those of you who came up to the front to worship, I want you to know you made my heart smile because I love worship and I most importantly love watching the next generation worship. Can we give them some applause for the way they worship the Lord today? Worship makes our life better, so keep doing it. I also want to bring greetings from Pastor Jim and Miss Denise. They're currently overseas in a country called Tanzania with a team. They are there. They went to dedicate a building uh, at the AG uh, College there for, for pastors to learn about God and how to be ministers of the gospel. And I just want to say thank you, Westover, for your generosity because they went over there to dedicate a building that we had a part to play in resourcing and funding. Can I just say thank you to you, Westover, for how you fund the kingdom of God each and every week. And I just wanna invite you, they're gonna come back in a couple days, but they send their greetings and they would crave your prayers. We, We invite you to pray with us as they come back that God would give them traveling graces. Now today, I wanna share a message with you about prayer because prayer is important. In fact, the big idea for today is the title of my message, which is Prayer is Powerful. And I'm gonna invite you right now to say it with me, say it loud and proud, kids and students, help your parents out, nudge them, let them know, hey, you gotta say this too. Prayer, let's say it again. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. It makes us stronger on the inside. It makes us stronger in our mind and in our heart and it helps us follow Jesus better. Why? Because when we pray, we invite Jesus to come close to us. In fact, the definition of prayer is this. Prayer is how we talk to Jesus. Prayer is how we talk to Jesus. And Jesus, he wants a relationship with each one of us where we talk to him, where we tell him what's on our mind and what's on our heart. God is big and he's over all things, but he cares about the things that matter to you, big or small. And you can talk to him about anything, anytime, anywhere. He wants to listen to you. In fact, Jesus wants to be your very best friend. Now, I want you to think about your best friend. What do you want to tell your very best friend? You want to tell them everything, right? You wanna tell them about the, the new friend that you met at school, you wanna tell them about your favorite candy or snack, or for the adults, your favorite new dessert at that restaurant you just visited. Uh, you wanna, uh, kids and students, you wanna tell them about the game that you just got or the game that you wish you had. Uh, and for the ladies, you want to tell your very best friend about that new nice outfit with those perfect pumps you found that was fantastic. You want them to hear everything. Well, in life, Jesus wants to be our very best friend. And you know, we can tell Jesus everything. We can tell him what's on our mind, what's on our heart. We can tell him about the great day that we had or the terrible, awful, worst day ever. 
We can talk to him about the great grade that we got at school or the bully that hurt our feelings. We can talk to him about how we're nervous and worried about a new school. We're, new, we're worried about a new classroom. We're worried about a new opportunity, a new job. We can tell him that we're worried and concerned about what's happening in our family, what's happening in our parents' marriage. We can tell him how we're worried about how our adult child is away from God. We can tell him anything and he's willing to listen because he's always awake. He never goes to sleep. The Bible says he never slumbers or sleeps. And what that means is that he's always available to listen to you, which means you can talk to him in the morning, at night, at midnight. You can talk to him when you're by yourself or you're with friends. You can talk to him when you sit down to eat, when you go to school, when you come home, when you go to bed, you can talk to Jesus at any moment of life. Isn't that good news? That's good news that he is always available to talk to us and we're available to talk to him as well because prayer is what? Powerful. powerful. Prayer is powerful. You know, in fact, the Bible talks about how prayer makes us strong. And so I'm gonna invite you to join me in James chapter five, verse 16. I'm gonna read this verse out loud once and then I'm gonna invite you all to read it with me the second time. Let me read it to you. It says this. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now I want you to say it with me. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now kids, I want you to say this loud and proud so your parents can hear you read God's word. Say it with me. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. What that means is that the word of God and prayer makes us strong. Now you may be wondering what the word effective means. It means that it works well. And it means that if we pray, it makes us powerful and effective. Now you may be wondering what exactly is a righteous person? You may be wondering, what is that? Well, a righteous person is someone who believes in Jesus and follows Jesus. If you believe in Jesus and follow Jesus, you are a righteous person. That doesn't mean you're perfect. That doesn't mean you never make mistakes. That doesn't mean you always obey your parents. I just wanna to suggest to you, obey your parents. It's gonna work good for you. You don't want your parents on your back. Just listen to them. And if you do, your life will be so much better. In the same way, God is inviting us to be a righteous person where we not only believe in him and follow him, but that we've made him the boss of our life. I want you to say boss with me. That we want Jesus to be the boss. Say boss. Jesus wants to be the boss of our life. In the Bible, it says the word Lord. That means someone who's in charge. If we choose to let Jesus be the boss of our life, our prayers will be powerful and effective. Prayer makes us strong on the inside. It makes our life better. And to illustrate why prayer is so important, I wanna invite a friend of mine out his name is Benji. Can you give him a hand as he comes out? Now, young adult ladies, Benji is single, okay? Uh, you don't have a girlfriend, right? No. No girlfriend. He's on the market for a girlfriend. Uh, do you want him to have a girlfriend? Yes. You want him to have a girlfriend? Okay, now Benji, the best place to find a girlfriend is a church, okay? So start here. This is the best place to find a girlfriend. But... If you wanna go from having a girlfriend to having a wife, you have to have hustle and muscle like me. 
So to help you out, to set you up for success, I'm gonna have you work out today, just a little bit. Now, here's my question. If he does one curl, will he be strong? No. no. Okay, so we're gonna have you start working out. I want you to do some curls and I'm, and I'm just gonna have you keep going till I tell you to stop, okay? Now, prayer makes us stronger, just like working out makes us stronger. But here's the thing, we have to put in the effort. We have to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to get stronger in our life. He's here working out, but if he just works out one day and no other days in the days and weeks to come, is he gonna get stronger? No. Just like if he only does one curl or one rep of, of, of these weights, he's not gonna get stronger. So today we're helping you out. How are you doing? You doing okay? Okay, he's, he's still going. He's sweating, by the way. So, but he's, he's all right. He says he's okay. In the same way, we have to be consistent with our prayer. We have to pray and make sure that we're constantly doing it. And eventually, eventually prayer will get easier. Just like these weights will get lighter. Are they getting lighter, by the way? No, they're not getting lighter. So, but if he keeps doing it day after day, week, week after week, month after month, eventually those weights are gonna feel lighter. Why? Because he's worked out. Many of us were struggling in our prayer life because we don't pray often enough. We do it one and done and then we keep moving, moving forward and we wonder why our faith isn't stronger. But we need to constantly work out, constantly work on our prayer, grow our faith. Our faith doesn't work until we work it. Our faith and our prayer doesn't work until we work it. And we need to do that. And so just like working out makes us stronger on the outside, prayer makes us stronger where? On the inside. All right, how are you doing? Doing good. Okay, you wanna keep going? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> You're getting stronger. You're getting stronger. Now listen, we're gonna, we're gonna pause here. I wanna say thank you, Benji, for teaching us why prayer is so important. And just so you know, ladies, if you wanna to talk to him, he'll be available roaming around. You can chat with him later. Thanks so much, Benji. God bless. Prayer, prayer makes us stronger on the inside, but it takes effort. It takes consistency. It takes us taking the step and saying prayers. And so I wanna encourage you to start with small prayers. One prayer that I say often, that's probably my favorite prayer, is I say this, Jesus, I need you. In fact, I want you to say it with me. Jesus, I need you. If you say that prayer, it's a small prayer that makes a big difference. Why? Because when you say, Jesus, I need you, he comes close and he's available to help you out. Now you may be wondering, pastor, okay, I understand why prayer is important. Prayer is powerful and it makes me stronger on the inside. But how should I pray? Well, I'm glad you're asking that question. Let me explain to you how you can pray. Okay, I'm gonna use the letters of the word pray, P-R-A-Y, to explain to you how to pray. The letter P stands for personal. Prayer is personal. What that means is that you can have a conversation with Jesus just like he's right next to you. You can tell him how you feel. You can tell him what you think. You can tell him what you really want in life. And he is not far away He's always close by. The Bible says that he is omnipresent. What that means is that he's everywhere that we are at. And he wants to come close to you and he wants you to tell him what's on your heart. So share your heart with him. The R stands for real. So prayer is a real conversation about real things. 
What that means is that God cares about the big and the small things of life. And so you don't have to use fancy words when you pray. You can just talk plainly, just like you would with your best friend. And you can say, Jesus, thank you for today. I'm glad you woke me up. You know, God, I'm worried a little bit about this next school year. I don't know what kind of teacher I'm gonna get. I hope I get a great teacher. I hope I meet some new friends at this new school. God, help me. But Lord, thank you for letting me be alive. Thank you for giving me parents who bring me to church. These are the kinds of conversations that you can have. Adults, you can go into your workplace and right before you start your work, you can say, God, you know, I have all this work in front of me, but I need you to help me. I need you to help me figure out how to solve the problems. Or God, I need you to help me figure out how to reconnect with my spouse. Or God, I need you to help me figure out how to talk to my teenager because sometimes talking to teenagers is really hard. And God will step in and he'll help you because he cares about the real conversations and the real things that you're dealing with. And A stands for ask. So when you pray, ask for more of Jesus. Now there's nothing wrong for asking for what you want like the new Xbox or the new phone or the new car. Now, if you're a teenager, you probably would do better if you ask your parents for those things. You can include those in the, in the prayers, but it's better to ask your parents for that. But we can also bring to God the things that we need. Maybe we want God to give us peace when we go to sleep. Maybe we want God to heal our family. Maybe, maybe you want God to heal the marriage of your parents because every night you hear them arguing and you want God to heal their marriage and bring them back together. But I wanna tell you that the best prayer that we can pray for is to ask for more of Jesus. Why? Because when we get Jesus, we get everything. What I mean by that is that when we invite Jesus in, we say, Jesus, I need you. When he comes close, he gives us everything that we need. He gives us love, joy, peace. He gives us our strength. He gives us the ability to learn and remember. He gives us wisdom, discernment. He gives us greater capacity. He helps us do better in our relationships with our friends and the people that we love. When we get Jesus, we get everything. Say everything. everything. We get everything because he is everything. So let that be your first prayer. Before you ask for anything else, ask for more of him because he'll give you himself. That's the best gift that he can give us is himself. And finally, Y stands for yes. So when you pray, say yes. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. There are times when we pray and then we stop for a moment and we don't move from that prayer moment and you'll feel God tug on you like it's, like your shirt, but it's on the inside. Have you ever felt that before? That's Jesus tugging on your heart. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to talk to you. And often what will happen is when God tugs on your heart on the inside, what you'll learn is that he's asking you to do something. Maybe forgive a friend. Maybe it is to be kind to someone else. Maybe kids, it's to be kind to that student that everybody ignores. Maybe adults, it's that coworker at work who's struggling in their work and they just need someone to help them out. Maybe students, it is to text that friend that ghosted you long ago. But you know what? You've been noticing that they've hung their head at school and they just need some encouragement. Whatever it is, I want you to say yes to Jesus. In fact, are you willing to say yes? yes. Now I want you to say it as unto the Lord. Say yes. Yes. God can do more with one yes in our life. If we're willing to say yes to him, our prayers will be powerful and effective. But here's some good news. 
Not only can we pray to Jesus, but Jesus prays for you. Did you know that? Jesus actually prays for you. When you look at the Bible, what you'll discover is that Jesus prayed for his followers. He prayed for his friends. He prayed that they would stay close to God, that they wouldn't lose faith in a really hard world. He prayed that God would protect them. In fact, he said, I pray that they would pray in the name of Jesus for protection. What that means is that whenever you need protection and whenever you need peace in your mind, all you need to do is say the name of Jesus. In fact, say it with me, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Whenever we say the name of Jesus, we invite him close. And what you'll discover is that worry and panic will leave whenever we say the name of Jesus. But did you know also that Jesus prays blessings over us? Yes. I want you to hear a story in the book of Matthew chapter 19. I want you to listen closely to this story. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so that he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. See, back in Jesus's day, the way adults and the way uh, people, church leaders would pray blessing over kids and students is that they would put their hands on their heads and pray blessing over them. But watch what happens. The parents are bringing their children to Jesus and then the disciples, look what they do. The disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. They said, no, 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 don't bother Jesus. He's too busy, he's too important. Don't bring your kids to him. But look at what Jesus does in verse 14. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. Can you imagine being one of Jesus's followers, one of his disciples, and then all of a sudden you hear Jesus use the dad voice on you? Imagine if you were one of those disciples. Would you wanna be one of those disciples where he uses the dad voice on you? No, I don't know about you, but I never want to be in a place where Jesus uses a dad voice on me because I kept kids from Jesus. But here's the good news. Eventually the kids got to Jesus. Look at what it says in verse 15. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. I'm praying today that before we leave, God would pray blessing over our kids and students. In fact, we're gonna end our service in just a moment with a prayer moment, a family prayer moment. And I'm gonna invite you parents to put your hands on the heads of your children and pray blessing over them. And I'm asking that God would put his hands on top of your hands so that he would bless them as you bless them. In fact, I wanna say to our parents right now, we are so proud of you and so is Jesus. We're proud of you because you brought your kids to church and you brought them closer to Jesus. You are heroes. Now, kids and students, can you help me celebrate our parents right now? Parents, we are proud of you. Thank you for bringing them to church, but more importantly, ensuring that they get close to Jesus. You're just like the parents right here in Matthew 19. I wanna encourage you, keep bringing them to church. Keep bringing them closer to God. And if I can just share my heart for just a moment, some of you know, many of you know, and this isn't a secret, that at some point in the future, my wife, Pastor Danae and I, we're gonna step up and we're gonna have the opportunity to lead this church. And we're humbled and we're honored and we're excited by the opportunity. But you know, the thing that we're most excited about is what we believe God can and will do in your life, in your marriage, and in your family, and in the next generation. We're believing that God's gonna do amazing things 
in your life and in your family. And I'm here to tell you that this pastor is here to fight for you and fight for your family and fight for your marriage. We know, we know that there are challenges in society and in the culture and that the enemy is at war with the family, that he wants to break up marriages and divide families and ensure that the next generation doesn't believe in Jesus. But this pastor is here to tell you, not here, not now, not on my watch. I will fight for your family. I will ensure that your children know who Jesus is. I will ensure that this church preaches the word of God and welcomes the Holy Spirit. And we want this place to be a spiritual oasis where marriages can get healed, where families can be reunited, where kids develop a a passion for Jesus Christ and they choose to follow him, not only while they're in your home, but also when they step out of your home. And that's my passion for this church and what I believe God wants to do in our lives and in our families. And I'm here to tell you, that is my commitment to you. That is my commitment to you. And I'm saying, Lord, help us, help us, help us choose you. In fact, I want to invite you to stand with me as we close. Set aside every distraction. And parents, I'm inviting you to make a commitment today. Just like I have made a commitment to God for you and also for my family. I'm here to invite you to make a commitment before God for your family. In the Bible, there's a commitment called a covenant. And a covenant was an unbreakable promise that God made with his people. In fact, Jesus dying on the cross was a covenant promise. And what Jesus said on the cross was, if you choose to believe in me and you choose to take me as the Lord and savior of your life and you choose to follow me, then you will have life with me, not only here on earth, but also for the rest of time. That was Jesus's covenant with us. And today I'm challenging you all to make a covenant today with God that you would say, I choose today to follow Jesus with my life. And I choose today to ensure everyone in my family follows Jesus. I'm willing to fight for my marriage, not in my marriage. I'm willing to fight for my marriage, willing to fight for my family, willing to pray for my family, willing to teach my kids and students how to pray, how to read God's word, how to raise spiritual champions at home, where we make that commitment today because where we go is where they will follow. And what we choose as priorities is what they will choose as a priority. And it takes us adults to decide what the spiritual climate of our home is gonna be. It starts with us. And we need to start with that covenant and that promise. So I'm inviting you right now in your heart to say yes to Jesus. Are you willing to say yes? I'm praying that you would. And the way we're gonna seal that is through communion. Communion is a set of elements. It's a, it's a process that Jesus gave us to remember his death on the cross for us. So I invite you to retrieve it. But in order for us to understand what communion is, we have to go back to the first communion moment. And the first communion moment was Jesus shared a meal with his friends the night before he went to the cross to die. And in that final meal moment, he took these elements he took bread and, and the fruit of the cup, some grape juice. And what he did is he said, I want you to remember what I'm about to do for you. The first thing that he did is he blessed the elements and he blessed the moment. 
And so I'm gonna invite us right now, just hold the elements in your hand. Let's bow our heads and let's invite Jesus into this moment. Jesus, we invite you into this moment. Long ago, you gave your followers this moment to remember your death and sacrifice. And so today we join them in remembering how you sacrificed your life to give us life and hope and a new future, God. And right now I invite you into this room. In fact, I just invite all the adults to say, Jesus, you're welcome here. God, we welcome you in this place. We welcome you in our hearts. Help us live out this covenant to choose to follow you all the days of our life and ensure that the next generation does as well. And right now we seal this with, uh, with communion, God. I pray, Lord, you would help us. Jesus, work in our hearts and in our lives. Bless this moment, bless these elements in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Now I invite you and parents, you can help your kids retrieve the bread. It's, you lift up that top uh, plastic cover and get the bread out. On that first communion moment, Jesus gathered with his friends and he shared a meal and he lifted up bread. He said, this bread represents my body, which will be broken for you. Whenever you take it, remember me. So right now I invite you to break it just like Jesus allowed his body to be broken and let's take together. Let's just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, students say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And after they took it, taken the bread, he took the cup. I invite you to open it up. Open it carefully. Parents, help your kids out. He said, this cup represents my blood, which is the new covenant. That means is that he says, the blood is what allows for salvation to happen. It's in the blood where healing is available to us. So today we're gonna lift this up and say, God, help us covenant with you. Help us covenant with you. He said, take in remembrance of me. Let's take together right now. Now I want us to pray. And then I'm gonna invite you to gather with your families. God, I pray right now that you administer to these parents and to these families, God, that they would choose to follow you all the days of their life, God. And as they're covenanting with you right now, that you would help them advance, help them choose you, help them lead their families. We need you today, Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. Now I invite you right now to gather with your family. Bring your kids close. And parents, if your kids are close by, gather them together, put your hands on them and let's begin to pray. And if your kids are far away from you at another point in, in the auditorium, in another place, I invite you to just come up to the front, have them gather with you, and I want you to pray. And I'm inviting those of you who are family and friends, you may not have kids with you, but I invite you to put your hand on the shoulders of, of these families that are praying. And I'm inviting you parents to put your hands on the heads of your children and begin to pray that God would bless them, that God would protect them as they step into a new school year, that God would help them have friends that follow Jesus, that God would, would work in their life, that they would have a real encounter with him. Let's pray together right now. Jesus, I pray for these families, that God, they would experience you. And right now, as the parents are praying for their children, I pray, Lord, that you would put your hands upon these parents' hands and bless them, God. Bless their family. Bless their future, God. Protect these children as they step into the next school year. Protect them, God, as they're around friends, God. Let them choose to follow you. God, I pray that you would work in their life. I pray that they would believe in you. <coughs> Help us as families to choose you. 
God, we promise. God, we promise to follow you. I pray, Lord, you bless these families, bless these children, bless these students, God. Speak purpose over their life. Speak purpose over their life, God. May you reveal to them what you created them to do and how they can serve you, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd work in this moment. You're welcome. I invite our seasoned saints to just pray in the spirit for a moment. Let's just pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We lift you up. We worship you. Bless these families. Touch them. Let your spirit move in their homes. May they bring their children to church. But more importantly, may they invite you into their home. May they invite you into their home and into their lives. Because Lord, you care about them coming to church, but you want to have an ongoing daily relationship with you. I pray, Lord, you move in their life, move in their family, bless these families. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Can we give God a hand right now? God is so good. We believe in you. We are proud of you. God bless you and we are dismissed.